Hello, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. Good afternoon, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. The news comes at you fast. America's Food and Drug Administration have said that Trump was incorrect. There's information and misinformation. Their own NAFDAQ came out and told Donald Trump, we're going to be waiting here. Where are you talking? Are you talking with by yourself? It's you okay. And making sense of it can be hard. Can you okay? I will let you talk. Can you okay? Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. But that's my job. Let's talk context. Let's talk statistics. Let's talk about those bills at the Senate right now. Let's talk to the experts and the newsmakers. Um, I, I see the kind of stability that will, that will allow uh, growth to happen by this time next year. Every weekday at 3. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesi. Let's talk hard facts. Good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Our first hard fact of the day, you heard it in the news. The Abia state governor is COVID-19 positive. That's okay, Zeke Bazo. He, he, he was one of those people in the early days who said COVID-19 will not come to my state. Remember when he said that Abia uh, is the only state named in the Bible? Huh? We've gone a very long way from... <laughs> from that we, we we have we have we have we really have lagos covid 19 doesn't care about anything that we have to say it doesn't the only way to stop covid is if all of us take it seriously you heard in the news where uh carlo john carlo was saying we all need to take covid 19 seriously i always say that um a corpse is not heavy until it's a, the corpse of somebody that you know right so yeah let's all take it seriously let's all take as many precautions as we can a lot of us are back at work remember that as you are moving around you have to protect yourself you have to protect other people you have to mask up you have to keep your distance you have to wash you have to sanitize and when you get home if you're wearing a disposable mask please destroy that mask so that uh, world people will not go and get it and resell it yes COVID-19 isn't a death sentence for a lot of people but for some people it is a death sentence let's try to not be the people for whom it's a death sentence and let's try not to infect the people for whom it's a death sentence I have a great show for you today on Hard Facts we are starting with the big three let's talk about somebody who's defrauding nigerians on facebook by pretending to be selling pomo yeah you heard me and then let's talk about a new report saying that seven million nigerians may suffer acute hunger in three months time and then let's talk about a new report saying that uh, uh well we'll talk about that report but we're going to talk about resident doctors nationwide going stri- going on strike next week to protest poor conditions as they battle COVID-19. You heard that on today's news update as well. Remember, you can answer our big three questions on our Twitter handle, Nigeria Info FM. We can also talk on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. We're streaming this uh, conversation live. Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. On Checkpoint, let's talk about Okada and Keke. Chukwudi is going to be looking into a report that there may be a total ban on them coming soon. So let's have that conversation at four. Don't miss it. On today's Big Hard Fact, let's talk about Register to Open. It's the state government's new program for opening some categories of businesses and worship centers and event centers. I'm going to be talking to the Director General of the Lagos State Safety Commission. He's in charge of um, uh, Register to Open. So call in at 5 and find out if your business or your organization qualifies and what you need to do to open back up. After the news at 6, we'll hand you over to Rufai Useni and then we've got updates for you at the top of every hour. But right now, let's get right into the big three. This is the big three. The big three. On Hard Facts. On 99.3. Nigeria Info. Have you ever been scammed online? Can Nigeria end its hunger crisis without ending insecurity? Why are Nigerian doctors fighting COVID-19 under poor conditions? Let's get into these stories. Remember to pay attention to everything. Listen to everything so that you can play just a minute later on. Right? Right? Now, a fake Momo seller 
has scammed Nigerians online for hundreds of thousands of naira. Our first story is from The Punch. According to their report, this person is posing on Facebook pretending to be a pastor and saying that they have loads of pomo to sell. Apparently, because of the COVID-19 and the lockdown, pomo is very scarce. So people see this guy's adverts, they call him, he gives them account numbers to pay the money into, and then the story starts. Voicemail. And the punch is saying the victims have complained to the police, but nothing has happened yet. So on today's show, I want us to talk about how these types of scams work. One of the victims said that she tried to confirm that the person was who he said um, he was. Like I told you, he was claiming to be a pastor, right? He created a fake Facebook account pretending to be a pastor in Kaduna. So this victim, she asked him for the address of his church in Kaduna and he gave her the address. And then she asked somebody in Kaduna to confirm that that church exists and the person said yes. But you see, they did not go the extra step. They did not go to that church directly and ask the pastor, Pastor, is it really you selling Bomo on Facebook? Because think about it. Anybody can open a Facebook account right now and claim to be Sandra Ezekwesili. Maybe they see some of my pictures online. I'm a public figure, so my pictures are online. So they see my pictures online, they put them on a page, and when you contact them, they say, yes, I'm, I am Sandra. My office is at Nigeria Info. If you don't come to Nigeria Info yourself to ask me, Sandra, are you the person selling land on Facebook? How can you prove that it's me or it's not me? Because anybody can put my office address on a page or a pastor's church address. This is not hidden information. It's in the public domain. But anyways, that's what's happening on Facebook, right? But it's not just this one case. Every day, we see different reports. We hear different stories about Nigerians who are being defrauded online. A lot of 419 people operating in that space. And I want to hear from you about how it happens. I know that some of you have been victims of this terrible crime. I know that some of you have been able to catch the fraudster in time. I know that you've also heard stories of some of the fraud that people are commit, com- committing online. So I want us to talk about how that happens. How does it happen? Has it happened to you? What are some... Uh, tips that you can share with people who are listening to the show right now so that they don't fall victim have you ever been defrauded online 0700-993-993-993 how did it happen to you how much did it take from you did you get the police involved were you able to get your money back or did somebody try to defraud you, but you were able to stop them? Let's talk. 0700-993-993-993. Share your story with me on WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 080-959-75805. Let's talk to you. Hello? 99.3. Hello? Turn your radio off. All right. The network did that for me. Hello? Hello, Santa. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Yes, my name is Sunny. Sunny, have you ever been defrauded online? Yes, somebody called me with uh, a number 5596. Okay. You know, I won uh, a prize last week. Okay. So I see going on with what is happening, I was afraid of uh, sending my details to him. Okay. So, but I said, let me pass this information to you. Hold on. Somebody called you with... Uh... The, the number ended with 559. Five, mm-hmm. Okay. And... Um... From Nigeria Info. I see. So somebody called you from Nigeria Info about the 10,000 you won last week. Yes, please. Okay. Did you share your information with them? Yes, I shared. Of course, I gave him my full name and the account number. Okay. What What was the person's name? Did they say their name to you? Unfortunately, I didn't ask him his name. Okay. Um. So, have you been credited? Have you gotten your money? No, I have not seen any credit. Okay. So, so here's what we're going to do. Next time, um, if somebody calls you and says that they are from somewhere... 
ask for their name, for their full name, right? Before you can actually um, send your details out. But what you can no do problem. is... Well, you told me you were calling from Nigerian Info. Yeah, anybody can say they're calling from Nigerian Info because you're calling a public radio station. Anybody could have been listening the day that you won, the day you gave us your number, taking your number and said that they're from Nigeria Info. That's the point of our first story on the Big Three today. So what you'll do for me is send me their number. The number of the person that called you, send it to me on WhatsApp so that I can help you confirm if that person is from Nigeria Info, okay? It's all right, thank oh, you. Thank you, Sani, for calling me. 99.3. Sorry about that. Hello? Hello? Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? My name is Clarence. Uh, I was involved in that kind of thing you're talking now. Okay. Actually, I'm a police officer. Okay. Somebody called me and told me that... Uh, I saw my photograph. You saw me see doctor in Djibouti. Ha! Okay. <laughs> my picture. He mentioned my name and my rank. Ha! And I was very accurate. I said, okay, no problem. So what do I do next? So I send them. Joking, 30,000. I said, okay, how, how can I send it? How would I remove my photograph there? He was, he was telling me to come to one place in Shadamu. So I arranged with my boy. When we get to the place, I called him and told him he came out. And he told me, I said, okay. Because I'm looking for a special person. He said, excuse me. Okay. Uh, he said, he's so much special. Actually, he was. Now, this thing is sorry to me. I signaled to my boss and we landed him up. And we got him to Lagos. And we got him to severely. All was sick. I never gave him one naira. Okay, I, and you found out that it was a lie. No, uh, no native doctor lie. had your picture and your name. It was, it was a lie. Maybe because you saw my picture in uh, Facebook. Facebook or something. So it was easy so, to list off those information. Yeah. So your 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 full name and your rank are on your Facebook page, huh? Yes. Okay. Well, I hope um, he's been charged. He was seriously. He was sad. Okay. Then, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good job. And well done. Thank you for 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 taking the extra step to catch a thief. Yeah. Thank you for calling me to share that story with Hi. me. I, I do hope you didn't torture the guy though. Hello. Because torture is a crime. Hello. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? My name is Godwin. Godwin, have you been defrauded online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah several times. Oh, I'm sorry. How did that happen? Several times. Okay. They use. This, one of the actors, Choma Chukoka, they used their picture to send me a letter that I won something on, concerning quiz, something on Facebook online. Okay. Did you answer that any quiz? 2014. I haven't, I haven't said, they didn't send an account number. I haven't said uh, 10,000 dollars to the account. Hold on. Tell me how it happened. They told you you won a quiz online. They, 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 okay. See what happened. Yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was 2014. I came from Anambra. I, I, I came to Lagos to uh, at Badores. Okay. We are working then at mm. Cooperative Estate of Badores. Okay. So I, I logged on on Facebook. So I saw some quiz online and I participated on that quiz. I was, they, they, said me, they, said, they said me that I won. Okay. I won TV plasma, HP laptop, and so and, and some iPhone phone. Okay. They, they said that I should say, they sent me an account number to, to send to send ten thousand naira and they, they will deliver it to me to in, in any part of the location, any part of the state. Oh. Uh, so and I, I after sending the account after sending the money to them, mm. if I call the guy, he will tell me that the, the driver is on the way, so coming, driver is on the way, come, driver is on the way. That is how I, I was defrauded. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what was the second time it happened to you? You said it's happened to you several times. Uh, second time was it was uh, usual. I, I I normally I, I would always do online, so mm. I normally if I do something such online. Mm. So so that is that. So the second time was last 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 three years. Okay. They they use um, this this Kenneth Okonko picture to send the piece to me again. Okay. And when I participated at the quiz, they said that I won something. But that's why I didn't, I didn't send the account number because I used the, the old experience Who to, has to learn. Well, I'm sorry you experienced it the first time, but I'm glad you learned from it. Thank you so much for calling to share your experience with oh, me. Oh, yeah, thank you. All, all, right. all right. All right, let's talk to more people. 99.3. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon to you. What's your name? 
My name is Mary. Call you from Ekorodu. Mary, have you been defrauded online before? No, 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 no. Did they try? They tried to defraud my daughter online. Ah, what did they do? Yeah, they do. They do call me. Okay. Most times they would. That's why I, I I tell people, if you are greedy, you will be defrauded. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't go for any interview. I didn't do anything. Now will you just call me? I want something. Hmm. Because I'm so aggressive on phone when I see a unknown number. Hmm. Somebody called me like eight years ago and said, um, I want something. I said, where? Where was that? Mm. You know, I was trying to play along. The next I just told me, I said, you will not even see this December. My money, my entire money. <laughs> they called and they blocked the line. <laughs> but what, what that happened um, like four, three months ago, mm. my daughter, that one is so, so stubborn. Okay. Somebody called and said she should say that she wants something, 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 something. I don't tell them, if you are not greedy, you know, buy greedy market. <laughs> So she now ran and, and came on me. She said, she said, she said, she said, slow down, slow down, slow down. What happened? Hey, mommy, I want this. I want this. I said, please, where did you go for the lotto? <laughs> she was like, ah. Hey, I said, wait, okay, let me see. And I said, I was like, okay. When they called, they just me the number. So this guy called, soft voice, um, mm. I said, if I shake me for you on this phone, my entire money won't follow money for my daughter. God will punish you. As a single parent, the stress I've gone through, God will use it to punish you. He'll block the line. Uh-huh. The other line they use in calling her again, she gave it to me. Mm-hmm. I called, I said, well, all of you. That's all of this year. We're going back. You know, I was started swearing. So that they blocked all the numbers. <laughs> so now, it's not easy now. Use, use my name to cut my name. Uh-huh. So now, I told her. How will you go to the market? Mm. If I want you bring goods inside, mm-hmm. they just receive. Mm-hmm. How will somebody just call you and use somebody's picture? What's my business with that? Mm. Anybody can use anybody. Because when I had my shop in Fimbas Road, mm-hmm. it was a very big shop then. Mm-hmm. I came to Korodu. Okay. So people will call me, you know, they want to know the kind of person you are. Mm. And the kind of person, very sorry to say this online. When I see unknown number, and I say, hello, good morning or good afternoon. Mm. So is this? You start telling me, hey, pa, pa, pa. please, pa, pa. <laughs> already, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see anything. So that's when I wanted to get a gangster for my shop. Okay. So this guy now came and said, they sell this, they sell that. This one. Excuse me, can you see me? Am I on wheelchair? He said, no. Why is what he said, no. I know how to go to his motor. Please, just go. So like a week after, they called me again. Hey, madam, somebody said you wanted to advise. I said, ah, hey, dummy. Are you people mad? My entire money, I can't give it to you people. You started abusing me. I said, okay. Yahoo boys, it's me who wants to use my money. I'm not greedy, you cannot see my penny. So please, when somebody calls you, if you're not greedy, if anybody should call you, I'm a charm, not day. Charm, day, but if you see, it, or if you see an unknown number, hmm. and you first take a deep breath, hmm. yes, uh, good afternoon, who is this? And you started telling you, kind of cook and book. I'm a jack, but I'm a jack. If you ever call this number again, you would. I'll go go kill you. No, no, it's not funny. Like, it's not funny. It's so, not funny. It really isn't. But I like how you're my, handling my, it. My daughter learned from there. Good. You understand? Good. So now anybody that calls that number, mm-hmm. like yes, who is this? I don't know. Is that introduce herself and says okay? Sorry, you're on a network now. Anybody that calls, if you don't introduce yourself. You tell it and go. So please have to be very careful. All right. You don't have to be greedy. Yeah. You don't go to any lotto shop to make anything or to you don't go to anywhere. They tell you you play this or like ninety nine point three now. Mm. They tell you 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 have to play this before you get this. Mm. You don't go anywhere to play anything. You are expecting free uh, almost. <laughs> Thank you for calling me, Mary. Good afternoon. That was quite a pleasant call. I received an email, uh, it, it, I think it was this morning. I just saw it this morning. And um, this person was claiming that they were a branch manager at Standard Chartered Bank in Ghana and that they had this like thousands and thousands of dollars that the bank did not know about and that he needed an account to hide it in and that um, you know if I'm interested I should um, let him know because he wants to put in an account that has no trace to him so that nobody will um, know about it that he's very serious it's not scam and in that moment I realized that there are people who would fall for this actually there are people who will fall for this and something that 
Mary said, made it click for me. Mary said, if you're not greedy, a lot of the scams, you will not fall for it. Somebody who is greedy will see that big money and will hear that this person is a branch manager at Standard Chattered in Ghana and would hear that this person wants to put in an account that is not traceable to him and will say, you know what? This one, a uh, free fall. This one, uh, you know, uh, what do you call them? Uh, Destiny helper or something. What's that thing? Yeah. You know, and, and the person will, will will fall for it. And the little money you have, they'll take it away. You know, but in, in that moment, I read that email and I saw all the grammatical errors and sentence uh, uh, structures that can only come from a Nigerian that is um, constructing sentences, constructing grammar. But I, I knew that I could tell that this was fake because I am uh, more, edu more educated than the average person. But the average person who's not as educated as I am and then add on top of that is greedy could fall for things like that so yeah perhaps there's a there's a uh, there's a place for greed you know in these conversations where people fall for fraud right i don't know but you're going to tell me when you call me to share your story with me have you ever been defrauded have they try tried to defraud you and it didn't work out let's move on to our second story up to seven million nigerians may be living in acute hunger by august up to 7 million Nigerians may be living in acute hunger by August. That's our second story. We just got the 2020 report from the Global Network Against Food Crisis, or GNAFC. It's a coalition formed by the UN and the EU. And they basically study hunger around the world, right? And according to them, right now, northern Nigeria is one of the hungriest places on earth. According to their report, Northern Nigeria is the region in the world with the ninth highest number of people living in a food crisis. Five million people. Ninth. So only eight places on earth have more hungry people than Northern Nigeria. Think about that. Now, this report also says that in a few months' time, Nigeria may have 7 million people living with acute hunger. So the question is why? Why is Nigeria, and especially northern Nigeria, dealing with so much hunger? And the report has a few ideas that it shared. First of all, Boko Haram. The report says that the fighting has driven too many farmers from their villages into IDP camps. Also, the insurgents are destroying roads, so it's harder to move crops from the farm to the market. Second, this report blames the herdsmen. The report says herdsmen are clashing with farmers and it's affecting harvests. Third, they blame climate change. Every year, northern Nigeria is seeing less and less rain, so that is affecting crops. And fourth, overpopulation. They're saying the local population is increasing, plus more and more people from other countries are coming to, coming into northern Nigeria to escape climate change and to escape uh, violence in their countries. So basically, according to this report from GNAFC, all of these factors are combining to starve the north. And I want you, I, I, I want to know what you think about that. Now, you're probably going to call me and you're going to say, eh, what's in Consignos? Not the North. Eh, that's the North. You know, Consignos here for Lagos. But remember, the North is our largest supplier of agricultural produce. So that onions way they buy, the cucumber way they buy, the tomato way they buy, most of it comes from the North. The cabbage, the potatoes, most of it comes from the north. If you ask the experts, the economists, the Greek people, they'll tell you that shortages or supply problems in the north will affect food supply here in the south. So the first thing you'll see is an increase in food prices. And then you're going to see scarcities. So all of us should actually be paying attention to what's happening in the north. 0700-993-993-993. Let's talk about the causes that I mentioned. Notice that at least three or four factors are tied to security. So you've got Boko Haram, 
It's been more than 10 years. We're still talking about Boko Haram. And now we have a report from an international organization blaming Boko Haram for cutting off food to Nigerians. So that means that problem still hasn't been dealt with. Herdsmen. It doesn't get in the news a lot, but herdsmen are still fighting farmers. We've seen report after report after report on this. Amnesty International went deep into the violence against farmers by herdsmen, but still here we are. By the way, last week, the governor of Kano was begging the president and the federal government to stop herdsmen from coming into the country. He said they are coming in with militias and they are causing violence. And that ties into the last factor that this report talks about, growing population from outside the country. That means that our borders are not being fully policed. If this is true, our borders are not being fully policed. Because remember, the borders are supposed to be closed. Even before COVID-19, they were supposed to be closed. They've been closed for almost a year because the federal government wanted to stop importation of rice. So how is it with the closed borders that both the Kano state governor and the GNAFC are reporting that people are coming into northern Nigeria from other countries? And all of this brings a bigger question up about how we secure our space. If Boko Haram can displace farmers and destroy roads, if herdsmen and, and herdsmen militias can attack farmers, uh, farmers, and if these militias are crossing the border from Chad and Niger to do it, why are our security agencies unable to stop them? Can our hunger problem be solved without solving our security problem? Can we solve our hunger problem without solving our security problem? 0700-993-993-993. How concerned are you about this hunger crisis in northern Nigeria? Are you beginning to see higher food prices? I'm not yet. Um, I, I've gone a few times to buy tomato and pepper and onions and the prices are still fairly the same. How about you? WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Hello. Hello. Afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah. You see, the painful aspect of this, I'm looking at the origin of this matter. <coughs> hmm. It will be very, very painful. Okay. Because whatever affects one part of the country will definitely affect the other. Yeah. And we, I don't know about this, how we in the Southwest, mm. we are just a funny set of people. Okay. We are just building houses. People are just acquiring land, building houses. Nobody is talking about farming, serious farming. Mm. The serious farming is done in the North. But then let's look at how the North has hurt itself. Okay. And that is through the use of falsehood and deceit to fight to execute political agenda. Okay. During the period of uh, when Jonathan was there, it was a marvelous job. Doing a marvelous job. Was he? Boko Haram was, was in high uh, force at the time. And they there was a lot of politics about Boko it as Haram. well. They handled Boko Haram effect. They were checking them back. The Jonathan they administration? They started, they started this falsehood saying that, um, how can you fight war? And civilians will not die. And civilians will not die now. Are you saying that the Jonathan administration no. handled uh, Boko Haram well? They did a good job. They were doing a good job. Were they? No, they were. The, the news report has it that they were doing a good job. Then hmm. the North started saying that they were using long-range um, long machine, machine gun. How is that? You get me? Okay. And I was affecting civilians. That's part of the rumor they started. And then the man started checking his military forces. And then over time, the military... I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the Boko Haram people, they, 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 they you know, they went wider. The one that is going on, was it happening the way it was, I mean, when Jonathan was there? I mean, these, um, I mean, military forces, they are now all over the north. It's like a wildfire now. All over the north. Kano, I mean, Katsina, Shokoto. Did they have this problem then? It was badly in the north, northeast when Jonathan was there. How come that, that they are in power? The thing has become like a wildfire. Don't you see? So when you use falsehood and deceit to execute political agenda, this is what happens. 
Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks for calling. Oh, uh, you are still talk- talking there. Call back if you if you want to continue finishing uh, what you were saying. Hello. Uh, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? <clears throat> yeah. Um, let me start with Gandhi J first. Okay. Uh, I must thank him because a lot of people who are very sincere, in as much as none of us is perfect, mm. though he has his own bad side too. Okay. He's a human being. Mm. Uh, uh, I thank him because he has spoken my mind. Uh, there is no, like the Nigerian people are not hostile people to each other. Sandra, let me tell you something. Mm. Over a time, I, I tell people, I say, countries that fought civil war, most of them have not found their food economically and otherwise. Mm. But the Nigerian civil war ended on the 12th of January, 1970. Within two weeks, it was like nothing happened. We started integrating with each other. That is the Nigerian spirit. How come now that we find ourselves in this mess? I came into life as a young man and I saw the Fulani Hesman all over the place in my place. They were not hostile. They were not fighting anybody. They were not fighting farmers. How come that this time around, a group of people called themselves Meiji Allah? And convince the government, ally with some other people who come on national radio and say uh, every person, all African nations, uh, 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 anybody who wants to come, you have free visa to come into this country. And these guys are all over the place. Militias, in the name of uh, uh, cattle, uh, uh, what do you call them? Cattle uh, uh, rallies, they are all over the place, killing our people, killing the northerners. Is it, is it because? So some of us from the uh, from the south, yeah, our people are not dying. Are we not human beings? Look at innocent children and vulnerable women and old men are dying in Medugri on daily basis. Why must it be so, Sandra? Why? 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 For God's sake, we are talking about hunger now. Like that last call I told you, mm. I don't like people not talking with facts. He told you something and he said, "Where they fighting?" Yeah. Somebody came on air. He's a minister now and said they were bombed at Abuja. What is happening now in Nigeria? In Medugri, they're all over the place. Coming to Benue, uh, what do you call it? Uh, COVID-19 has not killed what uh, this, uh, what do you call them? Hesmen are drilling in uh, Benue, in Nasarawa, in Kaduna, in Kasina. Why can't we face the facts and tell them to their face that they have fed us security-wise? Yeah, but but this failure, but this failure did not start today. Don't forget that under Jonathan's administration, my my, my brother, my brother, wait. Under Jonathan's administration, we had Boko Haram with territory in Nigeria. We had Boko Haram controlling Nigerian territories, and and it was it was terrible. Yeah, but again, Medjugorje is part of Nigeria now. It's part of the Nigerian state. Prepared. And that was why they had election in Medjugorje. Are you aware about, about that? Mm-hmm. Was there no election that time? Mm-hmm. Propaganda was all over the place that they are coming, they have constantly their flag all over the place in the uh, uh, Medjugorje and all that. There were you know there were there were there? actual bombs in Medjugorje. People actually died. You may think that there was some propaganda, but there was actual people actually dying. My dear sister, as you know, during the Jonathan time, from even not from uh, what do you call him, from Abbasanjo's time, when that young man was apprehended at the end of the day, he was killed. People were dying. That we are telling you now, the number of people that have died under this administration, man. Well, I don't know. But do you think? But but do you think? Again, back to the main question I asked before we went off on this: Who handled Boko Haram's crisis better? Do you think that we can solve our food problem if we don't solve our security problem? There is no way we can solve our food problem without a security problem. What Gandhi just said is that let us, from this moment, take it serious. You and I. Let us, some of them who say they are there, who are, who are born out of ideas, let us tell them to their face that these foreigners should leave us. A man who has no stake in any economy can do whatever he wants and run back to his place. All right. Thank you for calling. Uh, we'll take more thoughts. We'll take more calls. We'll take WhatsApp messages and Facebook messages. You're listening to 99.3 Nigeria Info. It's 22 minutes to four. This is the big Hard facts. On 99.3, Nigeria Info.
Lagos. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Hard Facts starts at 3 p.m. every weekday and we start with the big three three of the biggest stories of the day. The very first one I've told you about somebody who's defrauding Nigerians on Facebook by pretending to sell Bomo. Now we're talking about a report that says that 7 million Nigerians may suffer acute hunger in three months' time. And I'm asking if you think Nigeria can end its hunger crisis without ending insecurity. I'm asking that question because some of the factors to why northern Nigeria is number nine in countries with terrible, terrible hunger is because of the insecurity. Boko Haram, herdsmen, overpopulation. That's the reason why the hunger is so bad in the north. And you will think, oh, the north is far. It's their problem. But you forget that the food we consume in the south comes from the north. So if the north is hungry, we will get hungry eventually. And that's why this report is saying that 7 million Nigerians may experience acute hunger in three months time and i'm asking if you if you think we could, we can solve this hunger problem without solving our insecurity problem now let me come back to whatsapp the phone number is 0700 whatsapp is 080 959-75805. Kayodeni Kotun says that he paid for school admission online, but he was denied placing the order for admission. I don't understand. How did that happen? Thank you for calling to share your story. Gabriel Inikoyi says that these scammers have attempted to dupe me, but I always waste their time and I later debunk their story. <laughs> the interesting thing about these scammers, because yes, I'm still taking your stories about whether you've been scammed or whether they tried to scam you. The interesting thing about these scammers is that when you catch them, they start insulting you. Like, how do you try to steal my money and then insult me on top of trying to steal my money. Uh, Shayi says, um, okay, all right. Thank you for sending your message in, Shayi. We've got another person who wishes to be anonymous and, um, Oh, okay. No, that's not a message for me. AJ, um, Shadrach from AJ says, even before the insurgency and herdsmen clash, Northern Nigeria has always been living in a serious hunger crisis due to corruption within that region. Despite, um, okay. All right. Thank you for sending your message in. Poverty and government's insensitivity to the plight of the common man, for instance, private schools have been on lockdown and teachers uh, have been home since April without salary and palliatives they have families in order to survive they may go into criminality how many people have lost their jobs due to this uh, follow follow lockdown god help us nath israel from satellite town says uh, nath israel people have been locked down all over the country all over the world and for the only place where i hear people say boldly that oh they will consider going into crime is in nigeria and i wonder why I, honestly i wonder why Hello, good afternoon. Oh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> President Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good to have you on the show. Hello? Hello? Oh, that's unfortunate. 99.3. Hello? Huh? Yeah, Sandra. Good to have you on the show. What's your name? My name is Enzo. Enzo, welcome. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, can we achieve food security without a secured country. Mm. It's not possible. We need security for farmers to be able to farm peacefully, harvest their crops, take it to the market, and for people like you and I to patronize them. Mm. But the truth of mothers, I laugh okay. when people say they're killing. Under President Mohammed's regime has increased. Once upon a time, people who live in Abuja were all running away. Mm. Once upon a time, we had bombs going up almost every day or every month in Abuja. But ever since body came on board, I don't think they've had any bomb explosion in Abuja. Once upon a time, Boko Haram occupied territories in this country. And people were then, Southerners were busy asking Northerners to solve their problems. 
the Aspect Ballet, they should leave Jonathan alone. I know a lot of people then, between 2011 and 2015, who called on radio on the street, they were asking Northerners to leave Jonathan alone and solve their security problem. That insecurity in the North is the problem of the North. That they should leave Jonathan alone. The same people have the audacity to call into a radio program, they'll hit the airways and start asking Nigerians to hold President Muhammad Abari responsible for the killing going on in the North. Do you think President Muhammad Abari should be held responsible for the killings in the North? No, then, oh yes. During Jonathan, I held Jonathan responsible because his primary responsibility was to protect Alaska property. Do you hold I'm President? Holding, do you hold Jonathan. President Buhari responsible? Yes, I'm holding responsible. Okay. Any, 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 anybody killed in this country, mm. we should hold President Muammar Gaddafi responsible because okay. his primary responsibility is to protect Alaska property. Okay. But I hate to when people change the narrative along the line. Mm. Under Jonathan, they didn't blame Jonathan. To them, it's a northern problem. Another Buhari is Buhari's problem. Quite a number of people. Change. Quite a number of people blamed Jonathan. In fact, that's no, the, that's the know, reason no. the president campaigned on security. I know a lot of people who vehemently refuse to blame Jonathan. To them, Northerners should solve the problem. They should leave Jonathan alone. The mm. same people are not blaming, but all of a sudden, Buhari is not the chief security officer of Nigeria. But under Jonathan, the governors were the chief security officer of Nigeria state. So okay. what has changed? I keep telling Nigerians we should keep our where we come from and what we believe in. Mm. In our closet, if you hit the street of Nigeria, see yourself first as a human being. See everybody walking on the street of Nigeria first as a human being. With that, we will achieve greatness. But we keep doing every issue while our tribal and religious prisons. Sandra, not to work in this country. We will sacrifice security on the altar of tribal and religious bigotry. Nobody wants to hold the leaders accountable. Once it's a boy occupying a duty position, you go back home and sleep and expect the country to make progress. Who's going to move the country forward? Oh. <laughs> Enzo, thank you for calling. Always a passionate um, entry from Enzo. We've got uh, Obichie Chooks on um, Facebook who says, Nice program, President Sandra. Scammers are everywhere. We must be cautious and verify all, all, all verify all information before commitment. HRH Power says, I saw that story online. I thought it was a joke. I've been scammed once, but I'm never going to allow that again. A message from Power in Port Harcourt. Muidi. Uh, says bank scams customers by not reversing the debited cash actually when that happens you should actually send an email to cbn um they're going to refund your cash immediately so it's not scam it's just that um you don't know the right um avenue through which you can get your refund our president has made it clear that we should go back to the farm in order to avert the incoming famine uh, that is around the corner god help us felix osang says all right felix thank you for sending your message in we've got lots of thoughts on uh, twitter so let's try and take a few of them and then move on to our final story. On Twitter, Yarok says, Sandra, it does boggle the mind why five years down the ladder, Mr. President, a northerner and a former military chief, with all the huge resources spent on security, still appears clueless on what to do to bring down the North's, the North's biggest stumbling block in recent times, Boko Haram. Ezine Uzadima says, we cannot end this hunger without settling our security issues. What about our farmers? who are being killed or raped in their farms. How is, it, how is it going to be possible for them to plant when their lives are not safeguarded? Emmy King says, security is very necessary when it comes to welfareism of Nigerians. To me, I feel that when we have security in place, food transportation will be easy and those hijackers and kidnappers of people and food stop will, uh, food staff will stop. And also, our roads need to be working again. Grace Oladejo says, I've never been scammed online because I try to be very careful and I don't believe in a wolf. If the government cannot provide necessary needs for the doctors, then it's a big shame. What can they ever do for average citizens? That question brings us to our final story on today's Big Three. Every resident doctor in every government hospital in the country will go on strike next Monday. That's what NARD says, the National Association of Resident Doctors. They say enough is enough. They've had it. According to them, government has failed or refused to meet its obligations to them. What obligations are these? Salary payment in full and on time and proper working conditions. They say that they've been appealing to government and they've been shouting and nothing has happened. So now, Aluta strike 
and this strike will be total. All resident doctors working in state or federal hospitals will stop coming to work from Monday. That includes the ones who are working at COVID-19 isolation centers. So basically, every public COVID-19 isolation center will have no doctors from Monday. This is serious. By the way, the big hard fact on Thursday, this Thursday on the big hard fact, we're going to be talking about all the different standoffs going on right now between the government and medical workers. Because there's a lot of things, there's, there's a lot of standoffs. There's a lot of them. Medical workers have been very upset about a lot of things this period. So they've been upset about lack of PPEs and other supplies. They've been upset about bad working conditions, late salaries or partial salaries or even non-payment of their salaries. They've been upset about hazard allowance. The issues have been many. And so on Thursday, we're going to be talking about them with both medical professionals and government officials. So set a reminder so that you don't miss it. And tell a friend to tune in as well. Thursday at 5 p.m. That's when it'll happen. But back to the residents' doctors' strike. This thing that they are planning to do, it will cripple every government health center if it happens. It's going to mean that a lot of Nigerians will be in trouble because the government health centers are where people turn to. They are much cheaper than the private hospitals. And the NARD actually apologized to Nigerians. They said they were sorry for inconveniencing people like this. But what I don't pass, Gary? They actually gave a 14-day ultimatum for this strike on May 31st. So they basically gave government two weeks to address their demands. But now, they're ready to strike. And they said something very interesting in the press release. They said, state governments are worse offenders than the federal government. And that's why all their members are going on strike. This is not just about the federal or the states. NARD has a problem with how both levels of government are acting. But they say that the states are worse. What do you think about that? 0700-993-993-993. Do you agree that the state governments treat medical workers worse than the federal? Are you a doctor? Please call me and let me know. What do you think about the resident doctors going on strike? 0700-993-993-993. You can also share your thoughts via Facebook, via Twitter, via WhatsApp. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Twitter is at Nigeria Info FM. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Hello. 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 99.3. Hello. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? My name is Solomon. Welcome to Nigeria Info. This is Hard Facts. We've got three stories on the big three. Which one do you want to talk about? Concerning the doctors going on strike. Yes, go ahead. Like you just said, the states are worse. Nothing is happening. Nothing in this country is happening. It's just that we in Nigeria are just feeding from hand to mouth. We don't know what we're doing. It's too hard. It's too hard. It's getting harder, harder every day. As the sun sets, as the moon sets, that is how it's getting harder. God will help us. All right. God will help us, he ends with. 99.3. Hello. Good, Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Good to have you on the show. We've got three stories on today's big yeah, three. Which one do you want to talk about? About the equity they kill in Nigeria. Mm, go ahead. It's the uh, United Nations House. Is it uh, that was attacked by Boko Haram in Abuja? The Nyanya. Mm. But it was attacked during, before the election by Boko Haram. Mm. The same Boko Haram they accused him of a sponsor to make a Jonathan government governable. Mm. Where do we have the most rampant electoral killings? Was it not in South, South and South East? How many people died during the election in the North? The court activities and killing is mostly in the South, South and Southeast. What's your point? What has that got, to do, what has that got to do with hunger? So, like in, where I come from, in Crossland Central, mm. Central District, mm. there are communities who are living in perpetual fear. They cannot ascend their farmland. 
let me paint a picture one uh, event that happened. Okay. There was a man and his wife and a grandchild, mm. son, that went to fire. Before they reached the, their final to have cassava, mm-hmm. they invaded us, their neighboring community, warring community, they already lay ambush against them. Mm-hmm. So as they ran as they ran into the farm to harvest cassava, those people surrounded them and caught them. And as the wife to supervise the killing of her husband, her child, her son, and her grandson, what the son, the grandson escaped to the inciting the the, the men that uh, that were ambushed against them. They were they, they asked the woman to supervise while they were cutting off the man's head. And his son, and our son, sorry to say, is it, is it in the north? Is it for any husband? Please, south, south, and southeast, we should let go the loss of Jonathan in 2015. There are killing in the south, south, and southeast. I agree with you. I, I, I agree. Uh, hold on, hold on, sir. Um, I let you finish. Now, I agree, I agree with you that there's insecurity all over the country, but the reports that we've seen have said that the insecurity in the north is the reason why the north is number nine on the list of people who are the hungriest in the world. The people who have, hold on, the people who have a food crisis. Now, if the North's insecurity problem continues, it could mean that the food that comes to the South will get more expensive or it will become scarce. That's why we're talking about the insecurity in the North. We're not saying that there's no insecurity in the South. I wish that sometimes when we want to have these conversations, we can switch off the part of our brain that is all politics and we can focus on the issue. Can we do that? Hello. Did you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. I heard it very clear. Uh-huh. So can you switch off the part of your brain that wants to make it about a political matter and focus on the issue that I raised on the show? Everything in Nigeria that has to everything that has to in Nigeria will read politics into it. We cannot do that the possibility of politics. Yeah, but I'm asking so you. I'm asking, I'm asking you. There is a gross poverty, gross poverty. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you the, not the to bring politics in there, into it. Poverty in there, but Nigeria below the statistics. Who cross diversity as one of the highest uh, poverty in the land? Okay. <laughs> 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. How are uh, you? What's your name? Olumuiwa is my name. Good to have you on the show, Olumuiwa. First and foremost, let me say this. If, you, if the management will think about it, hmm. why not slide that 10,000 into 5,000? Many people are hungry. Maybe they can entertain two questions. Okay. My suggestion. Okay. On the daughter... I support their strike with all my flesh and blood. Okay. Anyone that will die, we die. Anyone that will live, we live. At least that is the end of all human beings. So I'm sorry for those in the hospital. Now they give them ultimatum of 20 days. And during the 20 days of the ultimatum, the presidency slashed the money made for the doctors and for the schools and give almost 26 billion naira to to a building, to a building. I think the only language that our leaders understand is protest and strike. But they have killed all of us. They don't want us to protest anymore. Nobody can protest or go anything or demonstrate anything against them anymore. So if doctor can be the first one to bring our brain back, the brain of protest, if the doctor can, can bring that memory back, let them start it. If a president and a government that we kill in the sun and voted for can cut off money in the in the in the time like this that they ask you we don't have KTO, do we have any billionaire abroad to help us? Uh, little money they still have, they give it to National Assembly to share it. Let the daughter go ahead, God will help. <laughs> thank you for calling me. Uh, a final message on the show is uh uh, from this person who says that he's been trying to call in. Yes, it's difficult to call in. It's usually better to reach us through social media. And this person says that they still can't understand why mostly northern, uh, the northern part of Nigeria is the one producing goods and foods when we have southerners who produce goods as well. Okay. Well, the message is really long. Unfortunately, I can't take it because we're out of time. But stay here. Let's talk about Okada and Keke may be experiencing a permanent ban. Hard facts will be right back.